One of the things I learned is patience because I was uh, the kind of guy that uh, I wanted uh, to hunt uh, fast. I wanted the Harris to uh, go after the jackrabbit and get it uh, fast and if, and if it didn't, I got a little uh, disappointed and, and then I started to learn that this was not only about hunting, it was about going uh, outdoors, it was about enjoying, it was about watching your bird uh, fly, and it was about seeing how uh, your bird was uh, progressing, and how was uh, the, the team was getting stronger every time, and about a lot of things, and not only go out and hunt. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of the Falconry Toll Podcast. And this episode is the third installment of our first ever international series covering a lot of the great falconers in Mexico. But before we get started, we need to give a shout out to some of the people that helped make the podcast possible, being the fine folks at Marshall Radio Telemetry, the makers of the most carefully engineered and reliable tracking systems available. For more information on their products, including the awesome GPS system, just head to marshallradio.com. I'd also like to give a quick shout-out to the folks at Pursuit Falconry and Conservation Magazine, who continue to put out great falconry content via their very well-done bi-monthly publication. If you haven't had a chance to check out any of their issues yet, I highly recommend you head to pursuitfalconry.co.uk and subscribe now. And of course, a big thank you goes out to NAFA, the North American Falconers Association, and the Falconry Fund for the continuation of their Raptor and Falconry Small Grants program, which stimulates innovative science, outreach, and scholarly activities for the North American falconry community and supports raptor conservation, falconry traditions, and falconers themselves. We hope you continue to support many different projects and activities well into the future. And without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into our third installment of our first ever international falconry series, covering many of the great falconers in Mexico. And this episode is the last one that takes place in Monterey before we head to Aguas Calientes to cover a couple of the falconers that live there as well. And this episode brings you Eduardo Munoz. Here we go. Eduardo, this is, you know, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah, I mean, this has been um, an interesting night because, you know, very rarely do I get the opportunity to do these podcasts with multiple falconers that I've never met before, number one, never even spoken to before, but but also let alone be in a completely different country while I'm doing it. So, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for the, the opportunity and you you know, and, and your friends taking the time yeah, thank you. To, to come and, and sit down and, and learn more about, you know, how, how this wonderful sport is in, in uh, your country, you know? So, I mean, what, um, are you from around here also? Or? Yeah, I'm from uh, Monterey and I've been living here all my life. So yeah, you've, you've, you're kind of like some of these other guys then and you've seen, you know, how things have, uh, have changed, you know, with, uh, with the area and a lot of the growth and development and things. Yeah. Yeah. Hunting spots, uh, are uh, difficult to find nowadays. Uh, maybe 10 years ago, uh, you could go almost anywhere and, and find, uh, 
rabbits, hares, quails, and stuff. But uh, the city uh, is growing uh, very fast, uh, and uh, it gets it gets uh, difficult to find uh, places. You have to drive uh, uh, long distances. Uh, if you had to drive about an hour uh, a few years ago, now you have to drive an hour and a half or, or maybe two hours. And yeah, uh, there are some uh, difficulties, but uh, if you like it, well, you, you, you do it. <laughs> you you get up earlier and that, that that's no problem. Yeah, it's it's human nature to uh, to make time and effort and set aside those different, uh, you know, expenses and suffer the things that you like and want to do. <laughs> yeah. But it's even more convenient to seem to make excuses to not do the things that you don't <laughs> want to do. You know, it's kind of funny how that works. Being, yeah. Being a human, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you have a, a particular profession that makes it easier for you to find the time to do it or? Well, basically, uh, yeah, yeah, I do have a job. Uh, I am on uh, industrial uh, sales, uh, chemicals, basically. And uh, because I do have a job during all the week from Monday to Friday, and that's been uh, since a long time ago, uh, for me, the easiest uh, bird to fly and the most friendly is the Harris Hawk because uh you can work with uh the bird in your house uh, when you get when you come back after work and then uh take it hunting the weekend you know mm -hmm. yeah so you're you're primarily a, a weekend hunter as well then Th that's right yeah yeah i can imagine that you know if you have to drive an hour and a half to you know 2 hours kind of like what i was just discussing with with some of the other guys you know it's just yeah i can imagine that if you if you have like a nine to five or a monday through friday type job that it would be almost impossible yeah it is yeah it is it is well i mean in the past have you found that that makes it more challenging to you know enter new birds for yourself or um you know to get new birds going i mean how long have you i mean what are you you're flying harris's right now i'm assuming not right now right now not right okay. now because of some uh personal uh problems okay things have changed a little mm -hmm. But uh, I will get into it as soon as I can. So, but in the past, though, whenever you've, um, you know, started new birds or, um, you know, I mean, ha has it been harder for you to get one going efficiently with, with having a more limited hunting schedule or, or timeline? Or how has how's that uh, worked for you in the past? No, basically, when I get, uh, when I got out of work, I drove as fast as I could to my house, get my stuff, get my bird, and get to work with it. Mm -hmm. When when I was starting a bird, uh, that's base, that was basically my activity after work. Nothing else, not not exercise, not for me, not, not nothing, just the bird. But that was my, my activity always after work. Yeah, I, I just know like for sometimes what when people, um what people run into that are only able to hunt on weekends sometimes when they're um, working with like an immature bird, you know, a, 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 you know, young, a young bird, sometimes they're, you know, the, the learning curve is just, it just takes longer. Yeah. I think it depends on the, on the bird. 
there are birds that uh, are, um, how to say, they learn <laughs> uh, slower than others. And uh, I agree with that. I, I, I had uh, birds that I had them hunting uh, very fast and I had others that it took longer to to get them hunting a hare uh, because of, uh, I don't know, just they are different personalities. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, some are definitely gamier than others. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, they there's some birds that are almost too gamey, and there's some birds that just don't seem to have much of an inclination to hunt at all. And, and, and there are some birds also that uh, at first they get scared, like, uh, they don't trust too much and there are others other birds that they are like monsters the, the first hair they see they just go after it and so i think each bird has uh the, its personality and that's why sometimes uh, some birds learn faster than others or well i mean how long have um i mean how long have you been practicing falconry then well like uh since I started until I till I took a, <laughs> a recess, mm-hmm. uh, eight years. So, like in that time frame, then have you pretty pretty much primarily just flown Harris's or only Harris's? Yeah. Only Harris's. Gotcha. And I mean, is there any other species that you've that you've thought about? You know, wanting to to try or? I would like to try sometime uh, red tail. Well, some people don't like red red tails because they say they are uh, stubborn and I don't know. But I I don't know why I I I would like to try someday someday with with the red tail. Rodrigo and I were having this conversation the other day. Um, you know, Rodrigo made a good point. It's like you always want you know, and and <laughs> and it's a very valid point because it, it's well, it's true. You always want the things you can't readily have. You know, like you always want to try and, and, um, you know, taste that forbidden fruit, so to speak, yeah. you know, it's just like, if you, if you can't really have a certain species or it's not, you know, you always fantasize about what it's like to, you know, you know, fly something or whatever that case is. I mean, you think it, that might have something to do with it a little bit too, as far as, uh, you might want to fly cause you can't get them as readily. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the forbidden fruit. Yeah. Maybe, uh, also because. I don't know on, on your experience. Have you fly a uh, red tail? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's your experience with it, but uh, I, I've always, I, I have always heard that they are uh, difficult or stubborn or aggressive, and I'm like, okay. It doesn't matter, you know, what species it is. You know, there's always going to be a certain percentage of birds that just aren't good falconry candidates, no matter what you're flying. But, I mean, my experience has been at least being able to man one down and get one tame. For the most part, red tails are, are pretty, you know, it's pretty standard. I mean, the passage red tails are okay. where, 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 people, where, where people start running into issues sometimes is when they try to imprint them. Okay. And, and people can, you know, run into issues because they... It gets harder. Yeah, because they don't imprint them, right? And then they can be pretty... <laughs> aggressive and, and everything <laughs> cra- else but uh, yeah they you, but i mean you can do that with almost any species as well but to be honest i love to see a, um, a peregrine falcon or uh, a ghost hog but harris hawk is 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 my bird i mean 
to me is like it's like a dog you know <laughs> i don't know maybe someday i i will fly something else but there will be always uh, a harris hawk well there's nothing wrong with that i mean you know it, there's there's guys that i know that have started with red tails and i doubt they'll fly anything else ever just because that's just kind of how yes. their personalities and they like what they like yeah. you know there's there's nothing wrong with that but um yeah, I mean, and I also think it depends on what you're trying to fly, you know, what, what quarry you're trying to fly at also. Yeah, uh, I think uh, well, many falconers try to fly birds that don't belong to their area or sometimes it's difficult or, or the bird gets sick or, or it doesn't hunt what you're trying to hunt with it because it's not their, their natural prey. So... Well, it's it's um, uh, you know and and well you 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 want a reto in Spanish? I dare you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. you know it will be difficult, but you want to do it because it's it's a, like a it's dare a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the word. It's a mm -hmm. challenge. But I think uh, you will have uh, always success with the burst that belong to your area or right. and have quarry to you know that have quarry yeah. that they hunt naturally you know mm -hmm. sure yeah and i i think that you're right i mean that's that's something that you know is is i think often overlooked there's there's a lot of you know everybody i think it one time or another is at least tempted to fall into the trap of of, of getting the bird that they like rather than the bird that's suited for what they have the, available the, to, to hunt with right. you know rather than the bird they yeah. should really fly Right, yeah. I mean, it, it, you should be picking the bird for the quarry that you have available, not yeah. not what you think is what you would like the most or cool. That's right. Know? That's correct. And um, there's a lot of people that, that can get hung up on that, you know, for sure. But about what age, then, did you discover this, and what, what got you initially interested in all mm. this? Uh, about what age? 25, 20, mid twenties, twenty six, maybe. How I got interested? Well, it's uh, well, I I've been always into uh, outdoors, uh, animals and stuff, and uh, it's a, a very simple story. Uh, I went to the vet to take some of uh, my pets, and I saw a Harris hawk. That was in in, a, in like in a little kennel. Someone uh, went and told the bed, "I don't want it anymore. Just do whatever you want to with it." And I asked the vet uh, about it. He told me uh, what happened, and I asked him if I could uh, keep it. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, just take it." And uh, a, a cousin of mine knew Rodrigo, and he told me just call Rodrigo so you can get a little uh, knowledge about it. And I called Rodrigo, and uh, that's how I basically got hooked with, with this, and that was my first Harris. Uh, it was a difficult Harris because it was a... Improntado, uh, uh, it's... Um, when you take it out of the nest? Oh, it's imprint. Imp yeah. 
And I'm uh, so so sorry. <laughs> yeah, and it was a headache all day long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yep. my it was my first bird. Uh, she was a really good hunter, but it was a headache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've flown one in Prince Harris too. I totally understand what you're what you're talking about. Trust and me. Uh, yeah. that's how I got hooked with uh, falconry and. It's just been, yes. yeah, just yeah. took off ever since then, right? That's right. Well, that's one of the more unique ways that I've heard. You know, that's one of the things that I enjoy most about doing this is getting to hear people's, I don't know if you want to call them origin stories, you know, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's not very many, uh, obviously, in, in the U.S. And, and other countries that have more, you know, uh, regulations in place like we wouldn't just be able to to take a bird <laughs> yeah there, bird are, there are not many the... regulations here so uh, that's how it happened <laughs> i know in the u.s is uh very different yeah well well that's that's how i got into it i'm just trying to wrap my mind about <laughs> wrap, wrap my mind around showing up to a vet with just your normal you know dog or cat or whatever and then coming home with with a hawk (laughs) (laughs) you know that's nuts yeah Yeah. that's that's very interesting well (laughs) wow okay (laughs) yeah i knew i knew you would react to it yeah yeah well let alone that that's how it it's (laughs) that's how it's was but yeah no I, i i can't imagine yeah just just being able to yeah, like I said, go 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 to a vet and coming home with a hawk you know nothing about, let alone that it's an imprint and the kind of crap that you're going to be dealing with. And with then that. the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so I mean, you you obviously you you ended up keeping this bird, right? Like you did you end up um, you know, trying to find a, a new home for it as well or No, uh, I kept it. <laughs> Well, I how, definitely kept it. How many seasons did you end up flying it? Uh, like four seasons. Gotcha. Did something end up happening to it, or did you? Yeah, it, 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 she died. She got sick, yeah. and she, she died. Gotcha. So it was a female then? Yeah. Okay. Female. Do you prefer to, to fly Harris's solo or in a cast? or? I have always flied solo. Okay. So you haven't done well, that? Well, not, not always. I mean, sometimes we go... Uh, yeah, you hunt with with other people's Harrises and uh, a cast or, and stuff, but uh, but you've not ever owned more than one, more than a, one a, yeah. a, at a time. I've never owned more than one. Well, I mean, once you contacted a and got a hold of Rodrigo and you started actually learning the ropes, then I mean, how long did it take you to realize just how much of a mistake you initially made? Then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Well, I think that uh, the excitement didn't led me uh, to realize the mistake I, I had made until uh, maybe the second season because the first season I was uh, really, really, really excited and then it started to get uh, annoying. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I always uh, tried to be patient and uh, I said, well, I really like this. That's the bird I had. I, I just I chose it. It's not like uh, you cannot say, "Oh, I don't want it anymore." Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not about that. I chose it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's what I have, and I better enjoy 
and be patient and uh, that's it. So whenever you brought this bird home then, I mean, did you just end up perching it in your living room or like in your house or? Well, at first uh, it was always with me uh, while I was watching TV, while I was eating, whatever I was doing at home. And then uh, she was in the garden. Once uh, she was um, trained, uh, she was in the garden most of the time. And some, sometimes I, I uh, took her into the house and stuff, but most of the time she was outside. So then you, you started getting out and, you know, mainly hunting on the weekends and stuff. I mean, did you have the same career, the same job at that time whenever you first? No, I didn't. You had a, so you had a different schedule at that uh, point then? Well, I had the same schedule. I, I always. Uh, so you're as Monday through Friday. Monday to Friday. Yeah, typical. And, uh, that's it. And sometimes in some jobs until uh, Saturday noon. And I, I was. Uh, uh, on, I was flying on Sundays, and uh, now, and from since a few years ago, Monday to Friday, and it changes, but you can, you you adapt to it. It sounds like then there there wasn't really one particular thing that that stood out. Then I mean, you just saw this bird and and just came home with it, and, yeah, and just, it came, just I I, f- I fall in love with it, and <laughs> I said I need to have that bird. So before then, you said you you hadn't had any research, not new, to nothing, no no knowledge of falconry at all, at all. <laughs> nothing. nothing at all. Wow, man, nothing at all. That's uh, uh yeah, that's still of course. Yeah. Once I contacted Rodrigo, uh, uh, and what have you read about it? And what have nothing? Okay, you started with the wrong food. You know? <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, I didn't know. Well, yeah, I was gonna say at least. Will you he, uh, help me or not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at least he, at least he did though. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, yeah, was, he did. Was, he did, and I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. So, like, pretty much immediately after then, did you did you meet up with him or and start getting out and, and hunting and and stuff with him just to kind of see and start learning more? Like, um, I mean, did you start doing that pretty quickly after you called him then? Or yeah, he said okay. Uh, Come see me on uh, next Friday. I, I don't know, a few days after I got the bird. At first, uh, he also contacted me with Medel, and uh, I got very close to Medel also. Uh, most to Medel than, than to Rodrigo at the beginning. They were uh, the, the two people that taught me yeah mentored you yeah that mentored me well yeah i mean it's it's good that you found the (laughs) i mean can you imagine how different things might have been if you didn't know somebody that knew rodrigo and had that you know yeah i wouldn't be i wouldn't be into this well and yeah i mean i didn't you know whenever i first found out about this stuff too i was in my I mean, I think I was like 29 or 30 yeah. and I didn't even realize that it was a, you know, even, even with all the internet and social media and stuff, I mean, aside from seeing a couple movies, I didn't realize that this was a <laughs> thing either. So, but yeah, no, it, that's, that's just so random. That's just, that's nuts. I don't know. I'm going to have to mentally move on or else I'm going to get stuck 
on that the rest of this conversation you know okay. just just trying to <laughs> just you know trying to wrap my head around just <laughs> just just the the circumstances with all that but uh well, have you tried any other quarry though aside from rabbits and jackrabbits or uh no basically jackrabbits and and also i had a a tackle a dachshund oh okay yeah and he was my hunting partner he died at 11 years old and uh it well, it it took a, it took me a long time to get him into in, into hunting because he was not uh like from uh he wasn't from hunting lines hunting lines gotcha yeah. but he did hmm. and uh it was pretty fun. Well, with with um, I mean, did you have any issues with the terrain and and him, you know, doing long distance hunting and? Uh, well, uh, where I used to hunt, uh, the terrain uh, was a little bit difficult in some places because there there were or there are uh, big rocks, so they have very short legs. And, right. And uh, not in all the terrain, but in some uh, places and yeah he 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 used to get tired and uh, stuff but he also oh he loved it he loved it while he while he had energy he was into it with no problem jerry have to give him breaks pick him up and carry yeah him. and <laughs> give him water and uh, sit sit around maybe 10 minutes and, and then keep going and, yeah <laughs> Did you did you carry around a you know a little bag to carry him in or anything? Uh, <laughs> uh, in the in the hunting bag. Yeah, in my just back. Put him in and just yeah. kind of carry him around there for a bit. Carry, yeah, that's cool. I actually I just got a dachshund not too long ago myself. You know, oh, you to, also had dachshunds. Yeah, right? yeah. I I um we just picked one up a month or two ago now I guess, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting him out more as well. But uh, okay, he the, the one I got came from more hunting lines though. They are a little bit stubborn sometimes. Yeah. They they can be. That's something that I've noticed. He's already starting to get a little uh, a little headstrong. Yeah. You know, um I can tell. He's he's just now uh, like a little over 5 months old. Is he a uh, wire hair or smooth hair? Uh, long, long hair. hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Long hair. Normally I dread the puppy experience. You know, I'm not a big you know, I, I like I said, I'm the the whole crate training aspect and the, you know, um you know, the potty training stuff. But l- luckily we, um, got him from a breeder that, um, it was, had already been working with him on the potty training and crate training and stuff. So getting him at, yeah, and, that helps at, a lot. yes. And getting him a little bit older too. Like he was about 13 weeks when we got him yeah. and, um, having that extra month, you know, with mom and stuff too, I think really made a difference also. But how, how old was your dachshund whenever you, you got yours? When I got mine, I got mine like six months old. <clears throat> really that old yeah six months old huh interesting and did you notice a difference in that maybe in adding to stubbornness issue or anything or? no uh he was he started to get stubborn like uh about a year and a half old did you ever you never had an issue with your harris uh oh, you know, no, with, with never. a smaller dog or anything never never uh i tried i tried to well once I I got um, Jack Russell Terrier and um, it was a female 
And for some reason, uh, my Harris was uh, very aggressive with, with her. So I decided not to include her mm -hmm. on the team, you know. Yeah, it happens. Uh, but never with the Dash Hound. Where we were in, in, uh, hunting most of the time where uh, the dog was really into hunting, the bird followed more uh, the dog than she followed me. You know, I've, I've had Harris's before that were, you know, very dog aggressive. There's um, been plenty of other friends that I've, that I've had, though, that have been able to work past that with their Harris's in particular. But there's some Harris's that, you know, just for whatever reason, just don't like dogs, period, and they just won't hunt with yeah, them. Yeah, it's, it's know, uh, but what I was saying a while ago. It's just personal, different personalities. Sure. sure. I find it interesting that one smaller breed didn't appeal versus the other. It didn't, you know, didn't like the one, you know, smaller type of small breed versus the other. Because normally, you know, that I've had a couple of Harris's, too, that were fine with larger dogs or medium-sized yeah. dogs. But then they would still, they would just try and... And they would just hit, you know, <laughs> the yeah. smaller breeds too. So yeah, at first I was worried uh, that she will hurt the, the dog, you know, uh, but it never happened. It never happened. May, uh, she might get a little uh, nervous uh, at, at the beginning, but never. She never attacked. Never, never. What aspect of of learning, you know, since when you first began? Yeah. to what you know now, do you think has been one of the most important things that you've learned, especially, you know, as pertaining to how falconry is in Mexico? Okay, what aspect? Hmm. Well, you learn a lot of things uh, on, the, on the road, you know. Uh, one of the things I learned the most, and that's in a personal uh, matter, it's patience, because I was uh, the kind of guy that uh, I wanted uh, to hunt uh, fast. I wanted the Harris to uh, go after the jackrabbit and get it uh, fast. And if and if it didn't, I got a little uh, disappointed. And, and then I started to learn, uh, also because of uh, Rodrigo and Miguel, that this was not only about hunting. It was about going uh, outdoors. It was about enjoying. It was about watching your bird uh, fly. Uh, it was about uh, seeing how uh, your bird was uh, progressing, uh, how was uh, the, the team was getting stronger every time, and about a lot of things, uh, and not only go out and hunt, you know. You maybe uh, you went hunt and someday and you didn't uh, catch anything, but the bird uh, made a really good effort. Uh, she, she had a very good uh, flights, and I don't know. It was uh, patient and enjoying. Maybe it's not is not the answer you were expecting. No, no, that, no. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's exactly what I was looking for because, you know, it's it's something that that I ask occasionally, especially for the guys that haven't been necessarily you know in the sport just a super long time. Also, it's it sometimes is a little different 
perspective, you know, than some of these guys that have been in it for decades, you know? Yeah. And I agree because, I mean, it sounds like we've been kind of, like I said, roughly in the practicing about the same amount of time. And, you know, I do agree with that because there's a lot of days that I have to remind myself that if you come home with no game, but you come home, your bird's in good condition and, you know, put in some good yeah. good flies and stuff. And, and so it didn't get hurt. And, and You know, it's it's that kind of almost cliche falconry like expression like any any day you come home with with your bird in the box is is a good is a good good day day. yeah then and i think that you know gets taken for granted sometimes you know so no it's that's that's a good perspective that's exactly what i was wanting to you know like i said it's everybody's got different points of views you know and how they you know perceive things so but um i mean as far as um you know some of the the hunts that you've had in the time that you've been, you know, flying birds, I mean, what are some of your, um, you know, what's been one of your favorite experiences that you had out in the field? I was about to end up the day. It was a difficult morning. Uh, the bird was tired. I was tired. The dog was tired. It was getting hot. So I decided to go back to the truck. Um, and then while I was going back to the truck, a hare just started uh, running. It was a long, long hare, or, or jackrabbit, and uh, the Harris took after it. And I said, no, she will never get it. It's too far away, she's tired. It started to get windy, and she just went after it. And I said, damn, <laughs> now I will have to walk uh, about 300, 400 meters uh, to uh, retrieve back, it. Yeah. And uh, when I got there, the the Harris Hawk was uh, on the floor. There was no jackrabbit. But she had hair on her... Uh, Pulled fur. On her claws mm-hmm. and blood. And uh, David, <laughs> that was my, my dog, <laughs> <laughs> uh, David in, in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will. I, I cannot tell you why uh, that name. Because <laughs> it's a little. But anyway, um, he started uh, sniffing, sniffing around, and uh, I took off. I took up the, the bird, and the dog just went after a trail, and I went after the dog. And about uh, maybe 50 or 60 meters where the, the bird was standing, the dog found the hair uh, with a blood trail. And it's still alive, but uh, almost dead. It, it didn't run. Uh, and that was a, a very good experience for me because the dog had not much experience yet uh, hunting. I had a, a few months uh, trying to get him in, in uh, blood trails. And uh, after uh, not a very good morning, well, it was a very, very uh, a good uh, ending for me that day. So that's, that's one of the best experiences I, I've had uh, on a hunting day. That's neat. There's a there's a joke that we kind of have in in our group back home, 
and uh, there's one guy in particular that's kind of noted for whatever reason, always kicking up a rabbit, you know, on the way back to the truck. Like for, for whatever reason, <laughs> the one just randomly jump up, you know, from out of nowhere, yeah. and you know, it's and you know he usually ends up getting it. And uh, no, that's that's nice though that uh, that that ended that way. As far as you know, especially whenever you have a dog, you know, that's you know still learning the ropes and yeah and. Uh, I'm sure that that was really yeah, rewarding. I, I ended up that day with a really big, big smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Well, how many hours had you been? Had, had you? Uh, you think you've like, been hunting? Uh, that day, maybe four hours. My feet were really hurting, <laughs> and I, I just, I just gave up that day. Yeah. Well, sometimes it shows you, you know, this yeah. persistence. Persistence and a little luck. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's that's pretty much all this, yeah. <laughs> all this stuff is half the time anyway. Well, is there any other you know memories that come to mind? Uh, well, another one. Um, we were flying uh, on a group, mm-hmm. and uh, I was uh, way behind. I don't know what happened, and the rest uh, just kept walking. And uh, I was trying to to get to them. Trying to catch up. To, to, trying to catch up, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, a hare, a jackrabbit, uh, started running, started to run. And the Harris uh, started the pursuit. And I was maybe like, uh, I don't know, 80 meters behind. And uh, my bird saw all the... Uh, pursued and she took off also and I said well she's in disadvantage but it's okay but the other three or four birds didn't uh, catch the hair and my bird just started uh, flying higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and uh, she made a lot of uh, uh, less effort than the other birds and while the other birds were trying to get it, they gave up, and this one just came from, like, maybe, I don't know, uh, uh, 40 meters higher, and just, uh, how, how you say it, when... Stooped? Yeah. Yeah. And, and catch the bird. <laughs> and I say, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I, we, were, we were really behind... And uh, and she made it, but uh, what what uh, I like about that is that uh, I don't know if 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 it was uh, the bird experience or what, but instead of going straight, she went up while the other birds were going lower and straight, and then she just uh, uh, what was the word? Stooped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've seen other Harris's learn how to do that too. They learned that the altitude gives them a little bit more yeah. advantage. Plus, I think that the the rabbit thinks that you know they they've lost the lost the bird or something. And also, I don't know, like you, I don't know what they're thinking, but uh, but yeah, and there are there are I don't know there are a lot of uh, night experiences and flights. And there was a rabbit once, uh, no, a, a jack rabbit, then. Uh, uh, you know what a matador is? Uh, like, 
Oh yeah, yeah, Mat- Matador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I call it the the Matador because <laughs> she was just standing, and uh, the Harris just it's waiting for it to come in. Yeah, and, yeah. She was waiting to come, uh, the Harris, mm-hmm. and uh, she just jumped like thirty centimeters away, mm-hmm. and, and the Harris just crashed with the floor. Yeah. And then it took off again, and another time, and just a little jump, and. And she was just standing, like, with her ears uh, high, and, like, I don't know. They um, know what they're doing. Yeah. They <laughs> I've, I've seen that. I've seen okay, that move. Is that, is that all you got? Okay, yeah. do it again. Do it again. Like, four or five <laughs> times. Yeah. Until she just gave up, and she, she just stayed on the floor, and uh, the <laughs> rabbit just, the jackrabbit just uh, started walking and showing off, and she left. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, those those uh, those little, like, you know, purposeful, you know, wait till the last minute jukes are always fun to watch. The other ones I think are fun to watch are the ones where they do the flips over the bird or they, you know, they hurdle the bird, yeah. you know, jump over them and stuff. Those yeah, are always at, fun to well, watch too. It's fun to watch, but sometimes uh, the Harris takes the worst part. So right. when that happens, the the jackrabbit kicks and jumps and, yep. uh, and, uh, most of the time when they are uh, uh, rookies or immature, yeah, immature, mm-hmm. uh, when they are mature, just they just go right to the head and doesn't happen most of the time. But yeah, it's, it's uh, when they are immature. I think is is uh, more fun to watch a Harris hawk uh, go after a, a jackrabbit. Mm-hmm. Because the fight will be uh, harder. The, they are way more uh, aggressive. When they are mature, they uh, are more intelligent. If they see, oh, it's it's too long. I, I don't know. I will wait for another one that uh, they goes out. Uh, yeah. They are more picky. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's... Yeah, immature birds—they don't know any better, you know. So they're, you know, it's. it's uh, I think that's the best time to also enter them on, on a game that they might turn down whenever they're older and never hunted before either. But uh, yeah, so I think that's. I mean, I mean, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to, you know, tell some stories and share your experiences and. No, thank you. And uh, come and hang out as well. But uh, I mean, do you have any uh, last, uh, you know, like a last thought or any last? Um, advice for anyone else that uh you know is not familiar with uh well yeah that uh if you um want to be a falconer you need to know that is a bird is not like a toy it's a a really big compromise uh with the bird you need to have a lot of uh care with it a lot of patience uh, is is an uh, an investment of time, and uh, you need to really like it. I mean, it's not like I will. Uh, I want. I want. I want to have a, a bird, but uh, I won't go out hunting uh, this Saturday because I have a party. Or I won't. No, you have to be there. You have to. It's it's a really big big compromise. If you don't want to compromise, just don't do it it's good to you know hear pretty much that that be a standard sentiment no matter if it's you know 
coming from a falconer in the U.S. or Mexico yeah. or wherever. I mean, it's pretty standard, you know, if you don't have the time or the dedication. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if it's uh, cold or if you have to get up at 4 in the morning because you have to drive two hours. Uh, that's how it is. And if you if you don't want to do it, just don't have a, a bird. Yeah, I agree. Well, like I said, thank you again. And... Um, yeah, this would be. I think that's a good note to end on. And um, I'm starting to smell food. Yeah, so. it's time to go. <laughs> so um, yeah, like I said, it's time thank to you. go to the barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely getting a little hungry out for yeah, sure. No. But uh, but thank you again. It's nice meeting you. And yeah, um, nice to meeting you too. Yeah. And, and and thank you for considering me. Yeah. For this uh, interview. No, no, that's great. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hope I hope it wasn't too painful for you. I mean, no, yeah. no, it wasn't. I, I mean, it was fun and interesting. Also. Good. All right. Well, like I said, I appreciate it. And um, yeah, let's go eat. Yeah. Thank you.